There's not much going on in Astros world, except Dana Brown has said Yiner Diaz is the man. He talks about free agents that they probably won't have back. And what is Dusty Baker saying about things that caused him to want to go into retirement? We'll talk about this on this offseason edition of Locked on Astros. It's your fault, Brett. are locked on houston astros and we hope that you join us for a daily locked on astros podcast my name is eric heisman you can find me on twitter at eric talks Tros. you can find the show at locked on astros your team every day brett where can i find you at they can find me at h-town wheelhouse on x instagram and tiktok they can find me at stros 411 on x instagram tiktok and facebook always positive always stros and guys thank you everydayers for making us your first listen every day Go and become an everyday or go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Go and make us your first listen and uh, go and su- listen to us on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check us out. And you see the magic number down there. We are now at 10,122 subscribers on YouTube. So if you haven't su- subscribed, go ahead and do that for us. Go ahead and uh, become part of Locked On Astros Nation as we are going to take this journey with you all off season through uh, what Dana Brown's going to do, who's going to be the new manager, what free agents are they going to bring in, and are there going to be any big juicy trades. So right now, now that the Rangers won the World Series, free agency has officially be- begun. Now, this is not M- like NBA where t- players can automatically start signing with other teams. This is a five-day window where teams can go ahead and go out there and uh, just basically try to um, hang on to other people. But you know what? Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's a $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So maybe the Texans wins. Maybe the Texans don't. We will never know. By the way, Brett, before we get too uh, deep into this discussion, the Texans are now the only team, the professional franchise in Texas, that does not have a championship. Yeah, you know, that's true. Um, I I will say what I told you um, before we went on air, went, went, went live, you know, they are the youngest franchise in Texas history. They've only been around since 2000 since Bud Adams basically gave Houston the middle finger, literally, when they went to Tennessee. Um, He actually did that at a game. It was kind of odd. But, yeah, you know, the Texans would have gone to a Super Bowl and won, I believe it was 2011 or 2012, but Albert Hainsworth, after receiving a $100 million contract, basically became a player that would just sit on players' knees. And had he not sat on Matt Schaub's knee, I think the Texans would have had that. So, we were so close, but yet so far away. I think the future is bright for the Houston Texans. Um, but hey, let's let's not get all covered up in Houston Texans talk because this is locked <laughs> on Astros. Eric, there's there's actually quite a bit to talk about. And some people would say it's a slow news day. Well, not in the Astros world because your division rival, 
the Texas Rangers just won their first World Series championship. And so, Eric, we're going to talk in the third segment. Does that mean that Crane is going to up the ante and really push a chase for them? So, Eric, what does the Texas Rangers winning the World Series mean for the Astros or mean for the AL West? Are they now the top dogs going into next season, even though the Astros just went to their seventh straight ALCS? Well, it was a it was a battle royale between the Astros and the Rangers. I think the Astros are there. The Rangers just, um, for whatever reason, the Astros just couldn't win at home this year. So they need to have, I don't know if it's a new manager. I don't know if they need to bring in a, a few new players and some fresh blood or something. But what happened this year and what's happened to them in 2019, that's very rare for a team to not be able to win at home is not a something that you normally see. I know the Rangers technically didn't win too many home games. Um, and uh, it, they, they won a whole bunch of games on the road uh, throughout their, their kind of, I mean, they won a lot of games don't get me wrong, but I think they were like um, only won one game, uh, one home game. They did most of their winning on the road uh, in the last couple series. So yeah, but, they won, they won 11 games in a row on the road. That was yeah. a, that's a pretty historic run there. And you can credit Bruce Bochy for that, Eric, that, I mean, Bruce Bochy, he said, I don't know if you heard this. He said that when he got there, the guys were like, we don't, we don't think we can do it. Like we don't, they didn't believe in themselves before Bruce Bochy got there. You want to talk about a mind shift. I mean, that's, that's what the Astros need. They need to go after someone, not that they need a major shift in the clubhouse, not that they're not believers, but I thought that was very telling uh, of where the Rangers were and where Bochy took them. So the, the Astros need to go out and get Michael Scott uh, to be their next manager. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, why Michael Scott? He's a terrible manager. <laughs> He's a legend in his own mind. I love Michael Scott, but I, I would not win him as a boss. Yes, uh, so they definitely need somebody with some experience. And the only person I think I would go for that doesn't have the experience would probably be Joe Espada. But going back to the original question, right. um, I think that the AL West is going to be a dogfight for the next couple of years between the Rangers, the Astros, and the Mariners. And it's all now the Astros. It's not everybody keeping up with the Astros. Now it's the Astros keeping up with the Rangers. And so they've got to do what it takes to, to compete against them and not just the Rangers. The Mariners are a pretty good team in their own right. So um, I don't think we have to worry about the Angels anytime soon, especially <laughs> if Shohei Itani yeah. goes adios. And right. I don't think you have to worry about the A's anytime soon, especially if they're going through the whole uh, relocation process. So I think it's going to be a three-team way uh, battle in the AL West. And I think the Astros still have it, what it takes, but it depends on what they do in free agency. And like I was talking about at the beginning of the show, the Astros now have five days to go ahead and negotiate exclusively with their free agents. So that mm -hmm. means Hector Neris, uh, Ryan Stanek, Phil Maton, uh, Michael Brantley, and Martin Maldonado. No other team can technically meet with them to um, do that. I know in NBA, there's all, always some type of, oh, the deadline, the, uh, the, the period begins and somebody already has a contract. That's a little bit fishy there, but um, this is there for a reason. So teams just have that time to keep their guys in house. Now, Dana Brown today with Ari Alexander um, said uh, that he doesn't really see any of these guys coming back. 
And so I, that's kind of a big statement for a GM to say, like, you're supposed to go out there and get those guys. But he, I think he was mostly talking about the bullpen, but he said he that did. Yeah. we're yeah. going to have to replace all three of these guys in the bullpen. And that's a big ask. Well, and he said he's a believer in the core who they have in the bullpen. And, you know, I saw a curious video. Typically, you see hype videos for Heisman Trophy hopefuls. I've never seen a hype video for a free agent. Right. Um, Josh Hader put out one, and it was actually narrated by Trevor Hoffman, one of the best closures of all time. And it's kind of a hype video. This is why you should get Josh Hader. He actually is all the all-time leader in strikeouts per nine inning for closers. I didn't know that until I heard it spoken from Trevor Hoffman. I retweeted that, and I opined this. Should the Astros entertain getting Hader, and if they still have Presley, I don't know that he would take a setup role. If he doesn't, if you get Hader, is Presley someone you could trade? I'm not saying I want to trade Presley. I think Presley's right. one of the elite closers. But if you're going to go after someone like that, I don't know that you keep Presley around. Maybe you move Presley back into the setup role. He was the setup role in 19 when we went to the World Series. But he's done a lot of his best work as a closer. And remember, he's the guy that people kind of like tend to, the second he makes a mistake, they freak out because he's not your flamethrower. To me, Josh Hader would be a massive get if you could get someone like that. Um, and Jay proposed this. Jay said, doesn't that mean we need to go ahead and sign Will Smith? Because the last three World Series that have been won have all had Will Smith as a member of their team, the Braves, the Astros, and the Rangers. And so, yes, no, not <laughs> men in black Will Smith, not the one that slaps Chris Rock on the stage. I'm talking about Will Smith, the closer. Will Smith has become the Robert Ory of baseball. Right. Big shot, Bob you know, has what, six or seven rings. Will Smith has three. I don't think he did any. I mean, did he, did he pitch in an inning in the world series? I know he pitched in the, in the playoffs leading up, but he hasn't done a whole lot outside of what he did with the Braves, but he's got three rings. So yeah. maybe we should sign him, Eric. Yeah, I know. And I work, uh, Dana Brown has made some bold statements about the catching situation over the past couple of days. We'll talk about that in a second. And then we'll look a, a little bit more at the free agency period. What What's next for the Astros? What's coming up? And who do we think that the Astros are going to go get? Yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah, this, ep this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. Let me repeat that, $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Like the Texans money line, you can check that out, is the over the – the money line is plus 124 for the Buccaneers, and it's minus 144 for the Texans. The over-under is at 40, so go check that out. That's 150 bucks money that you get when your team wins. If you've been thinking about getting in the game and you haven't, well, my question is, why not? There's no better time to get in the action. It is an app that is easy to use. It has a wide range of options. It has spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So check out FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today and kick off this NFL season as they steamroll into the mid part of the season. FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. 
I'm going to do this one last time. Brett, you ready? Thoughts by Dusty. All right. I know Dusty Baker is no longer the Houston Astros manager, and he had some pretty harsh words on his way out. Uh, he basically said that he made his – both of us listened, uh, mentioned this on our last two solo podcasts, but he basically said that he kind of made up his mind this past offseason to retire. But some things that were said um, – written about him over the past um, year kind of made him decide this was enough. So he went on to the Steam Room pod, uh, podcast with Charles Barkley and Ernie. I don't know Ernie's last name, but uh, on TNT. Uh, and he basically came out and said that he was tired of all the bloggers and the tweeters uh, telling him how to do his job. And all these 30-year-olds thinking that they're smarter than him. And he told his wife, I'm tired of this crap. And so he said that if he could just go in at 6.30 for a 7 o'clock game and then do a pre- and post-interview, and that's it, he can manage for another four years. But unfortunately, he can't do that. So he was just tired of you, Brett, tired of me, tired of all of us, because we're all tweeters, Xers, or whatever you call us. He said, hold on, he said 30-year-olds, so I'm clearly out. I'm 48 (laughs) So I'm not in that business. Um, Brett, hey, I don't. Have you questioned on on t- Twitter or X at all this year his use on of Martin Maldonado? Yes or no? Everybody has, but I'm <laughs> yeah, not no. thirty. So I'm just joking, look, but... I know. But here's the deal, honestly, and, and and look, I mean, since we're just letting the cat out of the bag, there's no way his skin is that thin. There's. The only way that he is that upset about it is he thinks more highly of himself than he should. Right. I'm just saying it. That to me screams a little bit of a, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. And why would you ever criticize me? But I do think that every bit of criticism I've laid down on this show, I have always come to an even keel and gone a little bit more level headed approach. Okay. I don't write entire articles on how bad, I think managing decisions are. I talk about right. on the show, but I always acquiesce to he's got more time in the game than I do. I could never manage a baseball team, but these are my opinions. And to me, it is okay for people to be critical. I think people have made it personal. I think people have gone too far in their criticism right. and he is a human being. And I know anytime people criticize what we do or come really harsh at us, because that happens a lot more than you folks see, because we see a lot that you don't see. You've got to realize that a lot of people are brave behind a screen. A lot of people are brave with their phone and they say a lot of things on this app that they would never. I guarantee you half these people wouldn't say what they said to Dusty's face. I wouldn't mind telling Dusty, look, there were times when you said that Chas McCormick was bad against this pitcher. When I looked up the stats, he was actually good against them. And those were things that I thought, remember when I said, sometimes they think he tries to over-explain, and in that he gets himself in trouble with the people that are being critical. Because what were they doing? They were looking for Dusty to stumble in a managerial move. And the second they lost, they're like, ha-ha, see, I got you, Dusty. My thing is, if I'm if I'm Dusty, if I'm Dusty's PR person, I'm like, dude, stay off of social media. Don't look at it. Don't read the articles. You know you have the beef with one beat writer from Houston, but don't make it personal. 
because the second you do, you play into the hands of the ultra negative people. So yeah, I've been critical. You've been critical, but I think we take a pretty level-headed approach. It does stink that a legend like this would come out and it's kind of weird that he admitted to it. Like my whole thing is never let him see you sweat. I think we saw some perspiration and look, he's been in the league a long time and nobody likes to feel like what they do because he didn't go out to the ball. He, okay. He did not go to Minute Maid Park trying to fail. He didn't go out there trying to lose games, but I would say that I think some of his moves were to spite people. I I told you that several times on podcasts. I was like, I don't think he's doing this, but I believe this lineup is just to piss off people. And I kind of dismissed it. because I was like, there's no way I was like trying to give him credit, but maybe he's like, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to, I'm the manager. I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I think that, no, Dusty Baker did a great job overall while he was here. Yes, we all had some things to say about him, but he did win Astros uh, t- a World Series here in his time here. And uh, he, he did a lot of winning while he was here. So uh, it just was weird that he would say that like he did. So um, I'm not we're not disrespecting him. We're not doing anything like that. So all you dusty lovers out there, we're not saying we're not stomping on him or anything. We just thought it was weird that he came out. We thought that it was like um, beat reporters or something like that. But it sounds like it was more just all of (laughs) y'all. You know, it's all of y'all versus Dusty Baker. That's what it sounded like there. But um, a lot of the criticism this year has been over his use of Martin Maldonado. And yeah. while we think that Yiner Diaz should be the, the starting catcher, and now we have Dana Brown basically saying Yiner Diaz is the starting catcher. We don't even have a manager in place. And Brown is already saying, I don't care who we hire. This guy is going to be the starting catcher. I'm, put, I'm writing this in stone. This is not um, penciled in. He's the starting catcher. So we are looking for a backup catcher at this point, not a starter. A backup catcher. So can we do this? Where's the sound? What? What's breaking news? Dana Brown has announced that Yiner Diaz will be the starting catcher in 2024. You heard it here. First from Eric, the man Heisman on Locked on Astros. We're your team every day. Go Strohs. Yes. Um, other breaking news is that Jorge Soler has opted for a free agency. And this is a guy that Astros fans have been targeting for many years. So that would be interesting name to put in left field. And yes, I still have PTSD from that home run that went <laughs> out of the ballpark in uh, so does <laughs> So does my friend Paul. And I hope Paul hears this. I'll make sure he listens to it. His apartment was the apartment where the ball landed by the back gate. So he's got, they have like a fence, right? You would have to climb over to get the ball, but the ball literally landed behind his apartment. Mm -hmm. His neighbor was above him or watching the game with the window open. They saw the home run go out. They looked outside. They saw the ball land and his buddy got like 70 grand for that ball. He goes, I was at the game. If I was home when they lost, (laughs) he goes, I would have gotten paid. And so, yeah, so, but now, but now Paul lives on the side of that. Like he doesn't live in the front anymore, but he said, man, what a, what a missed opportunity. Look, Jorge Soler, 
Um, I know people throw around like Luis Robert. I don't think you're going to pull him away from the White Sox. There are a lot of service. Lourdes Gurriel is a name that people talk about with the Diamondbacks. Could we right. get someone like that? I, I just think you need to shore up left field. Michael Brantley's not coming back. Um, you know, Martin Maldonado, they are going to try to talk to him about being a backup catcher. Yeah, I mentioned that last if, night. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, in, in, and I was going to comment on that because I heard that this morning when I was listening back to the show. If he's willing to do that, it would have to be purely backup. You could not give him more than maybe one or two starts a week tops. Yiner Diaz deserves it. And maybe that's a mentor role. Maybe if Martin Maldonado hits so many home runs and the limited at bats he has, you incentivize him, you know, something like that. But he's not going to garner that big of a salary. And who you're going to get for backup catcher, like you've mentioned, there's not really a ton of people out there. You're going to have to overpay or pay a guy that you don't really know what he's right. going to be able to help with. So, yeah. So, Guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and keep on subscribing to us. Go and make us your first listen every day. And we need you. Yes, you. Indrid, everybody listening to this podcast, go and subscribe to us. Go and get us to 15,000 subscribers. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. Wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast. And Brett is going to be telling you about some giveaways a little bit later at the end of the podcast. Yeah. But um, thank you for becoming an everydayer, and uh, we, we appreciate it. We'll be here for you all off season. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's other names like Teoscar Hernandez who didn't have a great year. I think you have names out there um, to to go get. Now, Eric, let me ask you this. Because the Rangers won the World Series, and it, as much as it pains me to say that, I, I did congratulate my friends who were all Rangers fans, sent them texts. They were so pumped. They were so excited. And I was remembering back to 2017 when the Astros won their first title. But does this now change the mode and the mindset that Jim Crane is going to go a different direction this year than he's ever gone. Did that happen after they lost the ALCS or when the Rangers put a stamp on it? Was it like, okay, Jim Crane, because right now the Rangers, they're the defending world series champions. So you have to go through Arlington and it's a very, let me just add this, you know, I think before you answer, it's very possible the next three to four World Series are going to go through either Texas or Houston. You're going right. to have to get through one of those two teams because I know someone said Texas has has risen because they gotten because they spent money and they have one or two year window. They've got a lot of young players. They've got a lot younger core than the Astros. So don't fade the Rangers because you think that. I mean, I think the Astros have staying power for the next two to three years. But the Rangers may also. This is going to become quite the Texas shootout. Do you think his mind shift has changed as a manager because that division rival is now the title holder? I think you do have to go ahead and realize that your team is not as good as it used to be. You can't just rely on the players you have. And you got to go out there and not be caught with your pants down. And that's what the Astros were this year. Um, they didn't have a GM for the off season. They, okay, uh, they didn't go out there and get the, any deaf pieces. They just kind of got a few pieces that they might need. And, but now you have Dana Brown here. 
I think Dana Brown here, I know that the primary piece is to go ahead and look for that manager first, but I think that him being here is going to be key. Yes, there's a lot of injuries in here uh, with the Astros this year, but do you know that they had the second or third fewest injuries overall this year from all the other? Yeah. Yes, it was critical injuries to some of your starting uh, pitchers, but they dealt with the fewest amount of injuries. So uh, at some point, you got to stop using those excuses. Uh, the winning at home, you've got to get over that and everything. So, uh, but yes, the Astros do need to go ahead and figure out a way to compete with the Rangers a little bit better. And on a note, Brett, um, I want to know um, have Rangers fans been pulling up the receipts on you? Uh, with all the stuff actually actually no they haven't but thanks now that you mentioned it they probably will thanks eric for opening pandora's box i will i will forward all those followers to you and make sure they follow you as well um you, God, you what are you doing man you trying to throw me under the bus bro okay let me get to this question okay this is yes. from jay roberts he says astros fans still hold the harvey decision over the rangers from 2017 yet want other fan bases to let go of the 2017 trash can scandal should both sides let it go? In the famous words of that girl from that Disney movie, yes, I think we should let it go. I look, I, you know, someone did mention the 2017 Harvey thing. I think I've tweeted about it a few times this year, but the past is in the past, folks. I, I'm really not trying to sing a soliloquy or a song here, but it is 2023 and it's time to build a bridge and get over it either way. Yeah, they didn't hold the game for us. And we all know that. We know that their GM, Chris Young, said we hate the Astros. You'll never hear an Astros front office person talk that way about Arlington. So we'll be the better person. We'll move forward. The Astros will clearly come into spring training expecting to do one thing, go back to the World Series and win the title and take it back. Yes. Um, so Jay Roberts, I meant to get to this earlier. He said uh, Brown says he would take plenty of time to pick our manager. Time-wise, do you, what do you think that means? A hire before the winter meetings? Hopefully much sooner. Um, I think that time-wise, uh, the winter meetings will be at the beginning of December. So I think uh, depending on whether or not they've actually done interviews, uh, we don't really officially know what's going on there. So uh, I would say if you're going to maybe take three or four days to to actually interview people, then bring back the callbacks and then maybe another round of callbacks because – you want to take your time. You don't want to rush into it. But at the same time, you don't want to wait too long because right. the Mets might take the guy you want. I, we know I heard today that Joe Espada is not going to interview with the Mets. Uh, so that's good. But um, so if Joe Espada is your guy, uh, you need to see what's out there and then see if anybody's better than him. But like you, we've been saying, he knows the Astro system. But Craig Council is out there. I know um, he's been doing a lot of winning with the the Brewers, but he hasn't gone that far in the playoffs. That's the only bad thing. Yeah, they've, yeah, they hit the playoffs and they seem to stumble every time. They right? tend to dodger it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm kidding. They tend to, did, oh, speaking of, did you see the guy? Um, did you hear the press conference afterwards? The, there was a, there was a, someone in the press pool said, ask Corey Seeger, why did the Dodgers let you go? And he was like, how do you answer that? You know, and someone's like, well, the Dodgers did offer him $250 million. He left because of the money. Right. That's why he left. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. Someone said, 
Um, actually, Giraffe Neck Markup on a YouTube said, someone needs to pull that guy's credentials. That wasn't an appropriate question at the wrong time. Um, Brett, do you think next season will be another rocky road? No. I, I, I don't think it will be rocky like this year. I think they're going to shift um, a mindset. They're, they're going to have to do something at home. Um, someone said do a seance, you know, maybe maybe sacrifice some bats or something at home plate. Because the whole batter's eye theory, I think, is hogwash because your opposing teams clearly come in here. But, Eric, in 2017, that year that everybody talks about, we were terrible at home that year. Right. The home woes have been here for a while. And so now it's almost become an excuse. Well, maybe it's a batter's eye. I don't know what it is. I think it's a mental thing. And they've got to find the person that gets them out of that. And maybe those are some things that keep them from hiring within the organization and shifting right. that mindset. And so that it didn't hurt the Rangers in game seven of ALCS. I was, I was there. I know. Thank <laughs> you for reminding me. That was terrible. See, Eric. So, so Eric, so in 2021, I went to game two. Eric was at game six. Um, and then I got to go to the World Series clinching game last year. And I think, Eric, I think you secretly enjoyed that I was at the game where they got beat. Maybe not for the Astros, but like, see, Brett got to got to experience heartache like I did. Because I remember how much you hated that game in game six because you were there. I went to both games in uh, 2005 as well. Um, and that was oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I've been down heartbreak central and I understand <laughs> what it feels like. So I would not wish that on. Anybody. I know. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. It's all so, good. But, but Eric, uh, there's a ton to talk about this off season, man. Yeah. Neris uh, has uh, basically five days to decline his uh, option and we'll see what happens there. But a lot of people think that he's probably going to try to opt into a bigger contract. Uh, so go and tell us about your giveaway there, Brett. So I've got several things I'm going to give away. I, I've got, and I'm not going to go too, too far in detail, but a Bregman to 99, a special um, platinum. Um, I've got a Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker now card, which is a very limited release. Um, I've got a Kyle Tucker rookie. I've got the Phil Maton and Luis Garcia immaculate inning. I've got a George Springer game use jersey card, a Kyle Tucker game worn jersey card. And a pack here of several Astros cards. We've got a Lance McCullers ring that someone won that, but they but they opted for a bobblehead, and so I got that. And I've got the Morgan Innsberg autograph baseball. It does have the it does have the um, the COA. It has a TriStar logo on it. It you can authenticate it. This is an actual Morgan Innsberg signed baseball with his number number fourteen. So I will set those up next Monday on various platforms, Instagram, some of them on Instagram, some of them on Twitter, and you just have to go find them, enter in to win. And if you win, um, that's just a thank you from us to say thanks for being an everydayer. And we hope that you're one of the winners, that you're a winner already because you're the real MVP. This was a tough season and you guys helped us get through it. We helped you get through it. We're better together. We got big love for y'all. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse you know, co-host of the only daily Astros podcast. He's Eric, the man Heisman. This dude's been doing it for five years. He knocks it out of the park every day and tell him what you tell him every day, Eric. Go Astros and let's go out and get some free agents and go ahead. And I would love to see trade. It's been a while since we had that big blockbuster trade. Well, I guess we had that uh, for Atlanta trade, but anyway, go Astros. Blake Snell. <laughs>